Hi, I'm your host, Veronica Thompson, and welcome to another amazing and enlightening episode of Above the Mean, a podcast about individuals actively pursuing their passions and pushing themselves to be better than the standard in order to stand out. In this episode, we're getting transcendent and really tapping into our spirituality bag. My guest Jasmine and I talk about spiritual awakenings, sound healing, the trials and tribulations that come with going after your dreams. Like, y'all don't understand just how blown away I am by this woman's passion and determination. So let's get into it. Today, ladies and gentlemen, I am joined by the lovely Jasmine Amira. She was recently featured in Voyage LA. She's the author of The Daily Spiritual Practice and an advocate for multidimensional wellness, as well as the co-founder of Soul and Sound. Jasmine, thank you so much for coming on my podcast today. Yay. Thank you so much, Veronica, for having me and for thinking of me. I'm excited to uh, discuss my life with you today and my journey. Yes, I know you've been doing so many amazing things. And before we jump into that, do you mind giving our listeners kind of like a background on yourself and just like how you kind of ended up where you are today? Absolutely. So uh, I am from Los Angeles, California, specifically Inglewood, California. That is where I went to high school. And I am a complete California girl. I was raised here in Southern California and then for school for Um, my undergraduate education. I went to UC Berkeley and spent some time up there in the Bay and kind of went through the tech industry and sales development and really worked my way up recently to a regional director of sales. So I have a great background in sales, but in my personal life, you know, my passions are spirituality and music. So uh, I really went on this spiritual path in my mid twenties and that sparked (laughs) so, so much in my life and it led me to creating Soul and Sound with my best friend, which is an outdoor sound healing uh, company here in Los Angeles. So um, that's a little bit about me. No, I love to hear it. I feel like I'm recently started my spiritual journey. Do you know like when did you kind of have your like spirit first spiritual awakening, I guess? Oh yeah, (laughs) I will never forget. Um, so backtracking to when I was in the Bay and working for a big tech company. And at that time I had a boyfriend and I had really all of my boxes checked off. Like, yes, I got a great job, making amazing money. I have a boyfriend. He's amazing. And all these things I could buy anything that I want. I could go travel. I have unlimited PTO, but girl, Mm. I was, I know it sounds (laughs) like you live in the life right there. (laughs) It all sounds great. But inside, I was like dying inside. Like it was not really fun or exciting for me to want to get up in the morning and go to that job or to continue being in that relationship or um, really to have any of those aspects in my life anymore. I just wasn't happy inside. I would literally wake up, you know, dreading the day. And so that went on for quite some time. I want to say like two or three months until I started becoming very introspective (laughs) and started asking myself questions and getting curious about this phase that I was in. And so one of the questions that I think everyone would ask themselves before, you know, they go into a spiritual awakening is why am I here? (laughs) I feel like I know that 
I'm here for a specific reason, but why am I here? What is my purpose? What am I here to do? You know, have I lived, you know, a life before here on earth? Like, is this my first time here? Who is God? Like really all these deep questions. And also who am I as a person? Like, do I really know who I am? Like, what does that mean? So I started asking myself, and going down a rabbit hole of all of these deep questions. And what I will say is when you ask questions, the universe will absolutely provide answers. <laughs> and um, so that's really what started happening. I started asking these questions and every single day after work, I would meditate. Something called me to like learning about meditations, learning about my chakras. Um, and so I found this website called eclecticenergies.com. I found uh, all the information on chakras and a, a meditative practice that I did every single day after work. And I feel like it unlocked something inside of me to where I was able to connect with my spirit deeply, connect with the universe deeply, and really listen to the answers that the universe was giving me to all of these questions that I had. And so that really sparked my awakening and really paved the way through this whole new journey that uh, I have been going on since that time. And I really like how you said that you felt like this calling to kind of start doing meditation and start asking yourself these questions, because it makes me instantly think that like, that was basically the universe kind of pushing you into this direction that you're going into. And I love that. Um, I know that you said that you've been working mainly on your spirituality as well as sound. What kind of got you into the music aspect? Like what, I guess, first off saying, what is your music taste? Because we got to start from the ground up. Yeah, so I have been super passionate about music from, you know, childhood. I just remember myself at the youngest age, like annoying my mom, singing around the house, like listening to music all the time. It was my escape, literally, when I was a child. And it's also my motivator, too. If ever I need energy, like turn on some music, boom, and I feel good. Um, as far as my musical taste these days, it has evolved from back in the day. It was totally, you know, Alia, R&B, Beyonce, Destiny's Child, Usher, like all the yes, 90s. All the classics. All the classics. And I'm also a super old soul. So I love the Sade's. I love the Prince and the Michael Jackson and all of those. Like, I just really love good music. <laughs> yes, I can already tell that. I already knew you had good music taste. I don't even know why I asked. I already knew. <laughs> <laughs> timeless music um but I also like to have fun too so I can't even say that uh I have like specific taste in music it really just depends on my mood because I will listen to you know panic at the disco alternative music and like just whatever will feed my soul at the moment but these days I really listen to the same type of music because it makes me feel so good I listen to Londrell I listen to Free Soul I listen to Lava they're like in a different like spiritual niche it's like it's like high high vibratory r&b and hip-hop where the the uh, lyrics are conscious the lyrics are they just make you feel so good so if you guys are not familiar with those artists i would definitely check them out um but i also love my summer walkers and um just a, a lot of other popular r&b um artists as well as like big sean and uh ah, Nipsey Hustle. Oh, I feel like I came late into the Nipsey game. I will, I will be the first to admit it because I, I really didn't 
appreciate his music till after his passing. And it really is a bummer because I feel like that happens for a lot of artists like that. But I mean, yeah. you're you're an L.A. Uh, native, so you've constantly been influenced by that type no. of genre and sound. I have the same experience as you, actually. I didn't start listening to Nipsey until after his passing. Um, and I was crazy because I went to high school in Inglewood. Like my best friend listened to him all the time. She's like, you need to get onto this. And I don't know. It just happened after he passed. kind of click. Yeah. And I'm just so grateful for his music because anytime I need motivation, I know to turn on Nipsey. Like, mm, yes, because <laughs> his words are powerful. Yes. And so I love to hear that you have such a wide range of music. What kind of planted the seed for you to create Soul and Sound with your best friend? That is a great question. So in 2020, as we all know, that was like a tumultuous year for us all. It was our first time experiencing a pandemic and also um, a global protest against police brutality and the attack on, you know, black and brown lives or definitely black lives. And um, so what sparked it was this intuitive feeling that there was so much pain like in the atmosphere that I felt from particularly like black people or just, just people at a whole. I would literally go down into my living room and just feel a heavy, painful energy. And I was like, mm, this, is, this is awful. You know, that like I have to do something at this point. Like I felt like it was an opportunity for me to provide some tools to people that were experiencing this collective pain. Because even though I felt the pain, during that time, I actually felt really peaceful. I felt very balanced. I felt very joyful. I felt like I was in flow. And it's because I had my tools and I had, cause I had been on this spiritual journey. So I automatically wake up, I meditate, I write my affirmations. Like I get super introspective. I write out how I want my day to go or whatever that, that daily practice for me looked like at that time, I had that toolkit, but a lot of other people did not. And I thought, this is a resource. People need to know how to create balance and peace and also protect themselves during this time. And you do that by, you know, indulging yourself in these uh, mental health practices, these spiritual practices, you know, you can label them whatever you want, but it's mainly just a practice that you use to balance yourself and align yourself. And so I thought, let me do a meditation event. You know, there's yo there's outdoor yoga events going on. Let me do a meditation event and see, you know, how that goes. But I knew I wanted to impact Black people. And I knew that music <laughs> would be a way to call them in. And so I was like, okay, let's get a live DJ. Let's, you know, also enhance the event by supporting uh, BIPOC businesses so we can do like a Black business market. We um, can do a sound bath instead of just a guided meditation to make it more interesting and introduce them to something new, fresh, something they're not familiar with. And yeah, we, we had our first one in August of 2020, the first Sunday, and it was, it was really magical. It felt like a slice of heaven on earth. And the feedback we got back was so positive that we just had to keep going. Yeah, I saw pictures of it and it seemed like you packed a crowd. Can you further elaborate, I guess, essentially what Soul of Sound is for our listeners who aren't as quite familiar? Yeah, so Soul and Sound is an outdoor sound healing experience. So we use aspects of sound healing, such as 
um, the voice through guided meditation, guided breath work. We use um, sound healing instruments such as crystal sound bowls, which emit high frequencies that actually transform change in your spiritual body, in your mental body. It really relaxes you, creates a sense of calm and the high frequency sound waves. What they actually do is they energetically go through your body and they break up any um any like combined energies that create blockages in your body so if you're feeling pain in any type of your body in any um, part of your body excuse me the sound waves will essentially attack that area to break up you know all of that um all of that energy that has collected together in order to create flow into your body and to create, you know, balance into your body. So that's how like the sound waves from a sound healing instrument works. Um, wow, and so that's what it is. <laughs> it's really powerful. And I'll, I'll say that my first sound bath really like changed my life. And I say this at Soul and Sound all the time, because when I went to the sound bath, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And when I was laying there meditating, I had my eyes closed and she started, you know, like uh, ringing the mallet around the bowl and the sound waves and the sound was bouncing off of the walls and I could feel my whole body vibrating. That's how powerful the sound waves are. You know, they're penetrating <laughs> inside <laughs> and just like they're literally feeling it like you're feeling the energy flowing from the sound into you. Yes. And healing you, you feel it changing you, you feel it moving throughout your body. You feel it breaking up stagnant energy. That's the word that I wanted to use stagnant energy. Um, I felt my third eye like pulsating, like crazy. All my chakras were going off. So that type of experience catalyzed it, my healing journey. And so I thought, okay, let's, let's offer this as soul and sound. And so a lot of the people that come to our event are first timers and they really enjoy it. And so, yeah, it's just a great way to introduce people um, to a new way of meditating through like conscious sound, high frequency sound waves outside of just the normal close your eyes and visualize or focus on this, focus on that. It's just another type of way of meditating um, by using sound. Yeah. And pretty interactive, it sounds like. Yeah, it definitely can be. And so that's so interesting because I've, I've never heard of... Um... A sound bath until uh, I looked into your page until I looked into more soul and sound events. And so these are events that you put on, are they just like once a month or once every few months? Yeah, great question. When we first started off, we started at the end of the year, so August. And so we did it um, once a month, every first Sunday of the month. And in 2021, we had it about every other month. And then so this year, um, just stay tuned and see <laughs> what our frequency will be this year. But we, we are so excited to come back with a season for 2022 and introduce um, some new things. And what we've added to Soul and Sound as of last year was live music performances. We, we expanded from just having the DJ and we really wanted to have like conscious music artists come out or just any, any artist that was relevant to wellness, well, relevant to, you know, um, I guess, alignment, spirituality, uh, investing in your health, investing in your self-care. And so the last artists we had were the artists that I listen to all the time, Free Soul and Lava, and it was phenomenal. And now this is really amazing. I feel like people aren't fully grasping like 
how hard it is to create events like this. Can you talk about the trials and tribulations that come with creating these types of events at the scale that you're creating them at? Yes, there is many trials and tribulations, especially having events, creating events in a pandemic. (laughs) I 100% agree. (laughs) Yes. So immediately we just thought outdoor would make it, you know, simple, just let's have it at a park. But some of the issues or trials that we ran across was like getting permits during a pandemic, you know, they don't, they're not even accepting permit applications. So you're kind of just hosting events without like an actual permit to be there. You're just just doing it and seeing what happens. So that was one of the main tribulations that we had, as well as um, we're in a pandemic. So it's like marketing and actually having people show up and not really knowing who's going to show up um, because we're in a pandemic and a lot of people want to isolate themselves during that time. Um, What other trials and tribulations did we have? I feel like that is that is a very fair thing. Do you think that you wish you would have waited till after? Well, I guess there because there is no after. We don't know when the after is. So I really do commend you on just being like you saw a need to help people and you were just like, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to go for it. And what happens, happens. Exactly. There's no better time than now. If you want to do something, do it now. Like, don't wait. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I think it, it it actually helped us more than it hurt us because during that time, people really didn't have anything to do. You know, people were at home, people were work, working remotely, people needed things to do, everything was shut down. So it's like, why not go to this free, you know, outdoor sound healing event, get in a free sound bath that I've, you know, never experienced before, listen to some live music. And so it was just something to do, but also a way to introduce people to healing and um, meditation practices. And so I know that you put on this event with your best friend. How has that been? Because I know people always say never get into business with your family or friends. So how has working closely with your best friend as a partner been? It's been really positive. Like we balance each other out. So Janelle and I, Janelle Ross is the co-founder of Soul and Sound. And we both went to high school together. We have been friends for a countless amount of years. We're practically sisters. And so, uh, as I mentioned, we balance each other out. Things that I'm not thinking of, like logistically, because I'm such a visionary and like, let's do this. And she's like, okay, well, we have to do X, Y, and Z to make this happen. She's more organized and more like practical. And I'm more of like the visionary. So we balance each other out in that type of way. And it's honestly been a blessing to um, work with my best friend and really just explore a different dimension within uh, our relationship of, you know, working professionally together. So I honestly recommend anyone out there, if you want to start something and you have a common interest with your best friend and you feel like this person is responsible or we balance each other out in this type of way, or like me and my best friend, we really don't ever argue ever. Like we have adult conversations if we're having like an issue we just, we just talk and we're super honest with each other. So there's never really like a friction of, of us arguing or anything like that. So if you have some like great balance with a friend of yours and a common interest, explore it. Why not? And this relationship that I have now with my best friend is actually causing me to look at all of my friendships and see like, what can we work on together? You know, like why not help each other if we have a common interest? Why not manifest something together? Why not like, 
why can't we deepen our relationship in that type of way to where we have a common goal? I think that's beautiful to have that type of, you know, um, depth in your relationship. So yeah, it's, it's been so positive. See, you're one of the lucky ones. Cause I feel like certain people, I know that if I work with them too closely, we're going to butt heads. Like we just can't see eye to eye, but that see, I love that that wasn't your experience and that you were able to kind of push forward and actually thrive off it. And it's so funny because I feel like talking to you, do you watch Insecure? We love Insecure. <laughs> <laughs> like instantly your event made me think of Block, like when Issa creates the organization Block, Black Life Opportunities, Culture and Connection, which essentially helps put on black culture events around LA I was like y'all you and Issa are the same like that is <laughs> I love that um it's funny because Janelle says all the time that she is like Issa Rae's sister and like they're so similar in so many ways like they both like went through like this awkward phase early on they both have the same type of sense of humor like it's the most hilarious thing. So we do have this parallel thing going on with Insecure and Issa's character and all that she's creating. And we're just waiting, you know, for Issa to respond to our email so we can partner <laughs> in <Yeah>. real life. <laughs> I would love that. Two queens flourishing in LA, literally just supporting Black life and Black events. See, now that's amazing. Do you think that maybe your end goal is to kind of be similar to Issa's where I, I believe in the end block is her main career. Cause I know you have your regular nine to five and then this is something you kind of do on the side. Would you like for this to be your ultimate career? Actually, as of a few days ago, I am 100% full-time into soul and sound and my ah! sound career. So congratulations. Uh, Thank you. Thank you so much. So this is this is what we're doing. And we want to see this evolve into a sound healing festival where, you know, we have, you know, bigger artists and we introduce our audience to even more different types of holistic modalities and sound healing practices and meditation and kind of just make this uh, a big, you know, wellness festival in Los Angeles and um, who knows, maybe even beyond. So, uh, yeah, that's where we're headed. And we're doing it. We're doing it full time. <laughs> That's amazing. So now I know someone who may be listening who might be interested in throwing these types of events around in their city. Do you have any tips for them on like things that you wish you knew back when? Mm, that is a great question. Um, you can't do anything without a team. Develop a team. You, It's like it's me and my best friend right now. But even during the event, we would literally have her family volunteering and helping out. So just think about who you can have on your team, who can assist you. Um, also, look for sponsors early on. Definitely reach out to um, as many sponsors as you can to try and get that support because getting, you know, free products at your event makes it even more attractive to come or to buy a ticket. And um having sponsors involved just totally enhance the event. So I would say those two for sure. You need a team, you need sponsors. And uh, if you're looking to maybe host something similar, who knows, maybe Soul and Sound would be interested in collabing with you and hosting that in your city. So definitely reach out to us because we, we want to expand, you know, this mission that we have to catalyze healing um, in the Black and Brown communities because we need it. We have all experience generational trauma 
We all experience trauma in our current lives and our past lives. We all need to be shown the way to heal, but also to just align ourselves so that we are in alignment with our true selves, in alignment with what we're meant to do in this life. And, um, and so that we can shed the layers that no longer serve us. <laughs> we all have layers, you know, packed onto us that, that aren't us, beliefs that don't come from us, traumas that no longer serve us anymore. So yeah, I would definitely just reach out if, you, if you're interested in uh, collabing with us. I think that's so beautifully said. The way that you put that was so beautifully said, just shedding layers. Because I feel like you're right. I feel like oftentimes as we're evolving and we grow through these seasons, we kind of shift and we change and we learn that what we used to be may not be who we are now. And I feel like a lot of people need to know or learn that it's okay to change. I feel like sometimes people see change as like a negative or a bad thing. No, change is a positive thing. Um, If... (laughs) If you're staying stagnant, I mean, you're, you're pretty much like dead. Like to be alive is to change, is to thrive, is to grow. Just think of yourself as a plant, you know, like if, if you're not growing, if you're not changing, then, you know, you're really just not alive. <laughs> That's a part of life. So, um, yeah, embrace the change. Embrace all changes. Embrace the change. I love that. Do you have any like life mantras or like philosophies that you try to base your life off of? Mm. <clears throat> life mantras so recently I have been telling myself to lean in whenever you feel fear just lean in because like we've mentioned change um when you want to do something that you have never done before that is change that that requires courage So if you ever feel yourself or your ego inside your mind getting fearful and trying to talk you out of it or self-sabotage you in any type of way, whatever that feeling may be where where that fear is coming up, tell yourself to lean in. Because when you lean in, like we've leaned in on offering soul and sound, even though it was a pandemic and even though there's, you know, police brutality going on and whatever, 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 whatever we follow the passion and we leaned in and the most beautiful, beautiful organization was developed from that. And, you know, what, I feel like the most magical part of your life will be on the outside of your comfort zone. So just remind yourself to lean in if fear ever comes up. I really, really like that. I resonate with that because I feel like doing the things that scare you is a great way to get you out of your comfort zone. And it's a great way for you to find out what you like, what you may not like, but it's just a great way to kind of shake you up and kind of remind you that you are alive. Yes, yes. And um, the last thing that I would say is to, to be playful with life. Like we're here to not only learn and to grow, but this is also a playground for us to be co-creators with the universe. Be playful with life. You are meant to be happy. You are meant to enjoy life and be goofy and like not take things so serious. I have a problem with, you know, doing that in the past, just taking myself super serious. I think it's like the Capricorn and all the Capricorn in my chart or something, (laughs) but be playful with life because life is meant to be loved and enjoyed. So yeah. (laughs) Oh, I can agree with that 100%. This life is my playground. Uh, (laughs) I I think it's funny. Um, 
do you, one thing that I wanted to ask or talk to you about was, cause I know you talked about earlier, your spiritual awakening, what spiritual practices do you do? Or I guess essentially what, yeah, what do you kind of practice or how do you practice your spirituality? So it has really evolved over time. I have a daily spiritual practice, right? And so that is why I wrote my book, The Daily Spiritual Practice. And when I did write that book, it was kind of in the beginning of it where I was discovering all these different meditations that felt so good or that was giving me some sort of benefit in a different way that others were not. Um, It also, in that book, I also have visualization practices that you can use, different affirmations you can speak over yourself. And so I would say like, those are the the main spiritual practices that I dive into. There are others in that book that are a little different, Um, but like the, the cadence of my spiritual practice has changed over time because, you know, as in, as an alive being who is changing and thriving and growing, you change. So whatever you need, um, you know, two years before is not what you need today. So I think I started off when I wrote that book. I would probably wake up and then meditate, visualize my day and probably say a prayer as well and then kind of start my day. But today I wake up, I meditate and sometimes that's listening to a sound bath, but more than likely it's doing a chakra meditation. The same one that I that I learned years before, like the first meditation practice that I uh, learned before is what I do every single day. It just keeps all my chakras aligned and like just joy flows into my life (laughs) and flows and emanates from me when I do that practice. So I love that practice. I do that every single day. And then I get up, I walk over to my whiteboard and I write out affirmations so that I can see them throughout the day in front of my bed. But there's something about writing out your affirmations in front of you where you feel that I, I actually, I feel the energy transfer Um, I feel my energy changing when I'm writing out my affirmation. One of my favorite ones is, you know, I'm committed to being present today, or I'm committed to being the most empowered version of myself today. I think saying that I am committed means that like, you know, no matter what is happening on the outside, this is my energy. Okay. So that has been super powerful for me. And so um, after that, I'll probably you know, you know, speak to the universe inside of me with, you know, you know, what I want for the day or say a prayer, but definitely those two are really important. And I'll, I'll add yoga whenever my spirit feels called to do that as well. I'm going to need you to have to drop that chakra routine so that I can just have joy <laughs> like emulating from me. Like that sounds amazing. But I love that. I love the fact that you use the words I'm committed. Cause I think you're right. Like how you say it and the way and the tone that you say it is definitely going to affect how it's going to resonate and be. Yes, exactly. Exactly. It's just like your spirit is committed to feeling this way and it just happens. And yeah, I I would recommend everyone do that every single day. Um, if, If you want to change like your beliefs about money, or if you want to create the tone of your day or whatever you want to do, use affirmations. They are so powerful. I feel like they're undervalued. They're, um, they're not used as much as they should be, but know that that is like a little trick of mine that has been working like magic. 
No, I love affirmations. I recently downloaded an app on my phone. So the first thing I see whenever I open my phone is an affirmation and it kind of changes throughout the day. And I really like it. I feel like I've started to notice a more positive like reaction throughout my body. Like I just have a more happier, like I'm already a a very happy person, but it's like even amplified even more. And it's just being thankful and like just gratitude to everyone, gratitude to the world, but just knowing and having those positive affirmations, I feel like really does help and make a difference. Yeah. It's like speaking life over your life or, um, instead of, you know, speaking negativity you're you're literally, um, setting the tone. And one thing that I forgot to mention, which is super helpful and has changed my life, um, is an element to my daily spiritual practice. It's actually subconscious reprogramming. So every time every night while I am in like that super sleepy mode, your your uh, brain kind of shifts into these different like waves and these different frequencies. And so when it's in like a um, a beta frequency, I hope I said that right. Um, your your subconscious mind is more susceptible to whatever you're programming it to um, have. So for example, if you speak affirmations over yourself while you're in a meditation or while you're falling asleep, your subconscious mind will take that affirmation and it will now assign itself to make that affirmation true. Like your subconscious mind is is always working way more than your conscious mind. Everything that you see in your reality is actually a result of your subconscious mind, not not your conscious mind. So this is like a major key in life. So when I go to sleep, I have these scripts that I've written and these affirmations that I've written, and they're all goal oriented. So right now I am looking to change my mindset about um, my relationship with money. And so I have like this money mindset that I listen to while I'm falling asleep and while I'm waking up in the morning. And the first time I listened to it at night, like I woke up to like three modeling gigs. (laughs) I woke up to like two podcast bookings and like all this other stuff. And I was like, okay, this is working. And it's also helped me transform my mind when it comes to confidence, when it comes to just like self-love, when it comes to love and relationships, I kind of have all of these different areas that I've created these new mindsets that I want to have because the old programming that I have is no longer relevant or useful to um, who I want to be in the future. So That is what I do every single night. And that is super powerful. And I will actually be helping you all (laughs) with uh, that program very, very soon because I'll be coming out with my own programming to share with all of you on YouTube. So please look out for that um, because, you know, it's it's changed my life and I want to help upgrade everybody's mindsets, everyone's programming, like let's get rid of the old one, let's create the new one and let's be a better version of ourselves by listening to this while we fall asleep. It's as easy as that. Sign me up. Sign me up. Literally. That sounds amazing. That is so cool. I never thought about that. But when you think about low-key kind of the science behind it, that makes a lot of sense because your subconscious is kind of working harder than your conscious at times. Wow. That is so interesting. Wow. I'm literally like, okay, (laughs) I had to take a step back. That's so cool. And I know you that. So this is going to be a program that you're going to offer later in the future. I know that your soul and sound is one of your main programs, but you also have like a fitness program. And another one that really caught my eye was your womb healing program. Oh, yeah. So that is through Garden of Her. 
Um, that is uh, our, our like parent company that we started before Soul and & Sound. And right now we're working on the back end to develop some things for Garden of Her. And right now Soul & Sound is in the forefront. But yes, womb health and uh, physical health are two of the two out of the three pillars that we have for that company. So we have done um, like this multi-dimensional fitness class where we would do, you know, a one hour um, fitness class. And then we would add on a meditation and add on a, a womb like connection exercise, because a lot of women don't connect with their wounds. A lot of women really don't even acknowledge or communicate, you know, with their wounds. And I communicate with my womb. My womb actually gives me a lot of guidance. I ask my womb questions and it gives me an answer. And I'm like, that's the answer, you know? Like I use my body as my guidance system. And so, um, yeah, we, we introduced that womb connectivity exercise and women really, really loved it. So uh, I really recommend any women that are watching to, you know, get on Google, figure out how you can connect with, your womb, figure out, you know, just how you can have a relationship with your womb, because our womb is not only just a magical portal to bring life <laughs> into this world, which is powerful all in, in, in all in itself, but it's also your center for creativity. It's where your ideas come from outside of your mind. Um, it is also your center for sexuality and sensuality and connecting with others intimately. It's really, really powerful. And as a woman, you should connect with your womb as much as possible in order to make sure that um, you're using her correctly. She's meant to be used. She is meant to be, you know, honored and empowered. And if you if you use your womb uh, correctly, then that just adds another layer of empowerment to your life. Cause now you are walking around as a woman, you know, not just like a woman, a woman, like, Ooh. <laughs> Yay. You, you and your womb, this <laughs> magical portal that creates life is giving you so much wisdom, so much guidance and, and just adding another layer of, uh, power to your life. And I really, I, I love that. I think that's such a powerful program because I think that not only will it help to kind of lower the depression that I feel like a lot of women have after giving birth, because I, I recently found out that a lot of women go through post, uh, what is it, post or like depre post depression after giving birth. Yeah. And not, I feel like another really big key factor of that is that when you're kind of in tune with your womb, you know what's working in your body and you know what's kind of what how it should feel and you know when it when something's off when something's wrong and i think that's really important because i was looking up i i have always known that african american women have like a high maternal mortality rate um just from talking in conversations with my mom according to like the harvard public health african african american women are 3 to 4 times more likely to die during childbirth than white women. And part of that is a result to whenever they would tell a doctor or physician that something wasn't right, they were kind of pushed to the side or weren't taken quite as seriously. And Serena Williams has a whole interview where she talks about how she felt something wrong, like in her womb and she notified the doctor and they missed, they kind of pushed it to the side at first until she made it clear, like, this is not okay. Something's wrong. And come to find out when they checked, she was right. She 
And I feel like that comes from being in tune with your body and being aligned and knowing when your body is right and when it's healing and when something is wrong in your body. Listen, your womb is always speaking to you every single day, all throughout the day. It's connected to your digestive system. So when you're eating, it's talking to you, letting, letting it know if this is good for it or not. Like, listen to your womb, be aware that your womb is speaking. And uh, yeah, just, just try, try and listen to what she's saying to you because it's really important. It's powerful. And your womb is always trying to guide you in the most positive direction. Your womb is your ally. (laughs) (laughs) It's our ally in this crazy thing we call life. One thing that I wanted to circle back with you is when we were talking about your spiritual practices and things that you do to kind of stay in line with your spirituality. One thing that me and my boyfriend have kind of recently started doing is journaling. And we were kind of having this conversation where he was telling me that like he wished he had learned this skill at a younger age. And I kind of wanted to get, what are your thoughts on kids learning how to journal in school? Girl, I think they should be learning all of this in school. I really feel like there should be, because that's mental health. You know, that is what, when you um, transfer any emotions or any thoughts that you have in your body onto paper, you are transferring that energy from you, you know, onto paper so that it no longer affects you or Um, so that it can be released or so that you can make it real when it comes to manifestation, you know? So uh, it's a powerful mental health practice. And I really do feel that we need like multi-dimensional wellness centers or something inside of every single school. I don't know, really know like what age is most appropriate to start our children off with, but I do know that it needs to be implemented into our school so that they have these tools growing up. They, they can cultivate balance. They know, hey, if I'm going through this X, Y, and Z, if I'm feeling depressed, I'm gonna go journal because I'm getting those emotions out of me onto paper. I can burn it and it's no longer like affecting me anymore. Those thoughts are gone. Um, so I definitely think that it needs to be implemented uh, in schools global, you know, Uh, worldwide in order for all children to just have these tools. I'm able to be super positive, super balanced, um, just way more in alignment than who I was before I went through a spiritual awakening because of all these tools that I have picked up. I literally have a spiritual practice toolkit and it keeps me aligned. It keeps me in my purpose. And I want everyone to feel that way. I want everyone to cultivate alignment and peace and joy in their life. And I agree. So what do you say to the people who haven't quite had their spiritual awakening yet? And like kind of whenever they hear spirituality or like crystals, they kind of turn their nose up at it and they're just like, oh, this is this is witchcraft or like things like that. What do you what do you have to say to those individuals or what do you think of that? Yeah, I would say, you know, everything has a certain type of perception around it. And I would definitely tell those people to not judge a book by a cover if you haven't experienced anything, uh, any spiritual occurrences, you know, don't don't uh, judge it by what other people are telling you or what the internet is saying. I would just say, you know, meditate and let me know how that feels. You know, why don't you journal? I mean, these are all simple spiritual practices. They just have labels on it. It doesn't have to be a spiritual practice. It could just be a practice, you know, where you are connecting with the God in you. <laughs> That's what spirituality is to me we are all emanations of 
you know, the universe of God, there's so many different types of names to call the force that created all of us. We're all emanations of that force. And I think connecting with that force empowers your life to a way that is beyond measure. And so um, I would just say, if you are interested in going through an awakening or connecting with the God in you, just be curious about your life and ask questions. And if you are not ready or if you're skeptical, that's okay. Your path, your spiritual journey, um, it may not be the right timing for you, but maybe down the line, it will be. And you will experience a whole bunch of stuff <laughs> from the universe just trying to get you to go on to that spiritual journey. So it's okay. I don't, I don't try and judge anyone based on you know, how they're judging spirituality. If you're ready, you're ready. If you're not, you're not. But for those that are ready, just be curious. And I promise you the, an the universe will give you some answers when you ask them questions. <laughs> She's going to let you know because she... she <laughs> And so I want to know what single thing would you like to make absolutely certain that you do, if at all possible, during your lifetime or this lifetime, I'll say. Oh, I am here to fulfill my purpose. I'm here to fulfill my mission to catalyze healing for millions of people, to um, show people the way and, and guide them on their spiritual journey. And that is why I offer these tools that I've created and also collected on my journey. And um, just to heal people through sound, that is actually going to be a main focus for me moving forward is digging, diving deeper into sound healing and providing more ways that people can heal through sound. So I'm not sure when this podcast is coming out, but I'm so excited because I'm going to be releasing something very, very soon. Um, and it will involve aspects of music. That's all I'm going to say. So Ooh, I was like, can we get a little, little sun, sun aspects of music? Okay. That's, that's it. So Follow me on Instagram to stay tuned. It's at the Jasmine Amira. And uh, just know that I'm going to be dropping something that is really close to my heart. And uh, I'm really excited to share this aspect of sound healing with you all. Ooh, and I'm excited to support. And best believe, I will make sure to tag all your handles and the website links in the description. I think Ooh. one last thing I want to ask before we close out this amazing session is, well, first, I guess I was going to ask what events are you planning to put on next, but Miss Mysterious, we got to stay tuned for that. <laughs> I guess one thing, what do you think would probably surprise most people about you and why? Hmm. A surprise? I would say that I have a very, oh, a surprise I honestly don't know. I feel like I'm an open book, but I feel like when people meet me for the first time, they may think that I'm not as like loving and warm as I come off, but I'm on the inside, I'm super loving. I'm super warm. I really just want to help people and spread love, you know, in this world. Um, 
And yeah, I, I, I would say that I'm just, I'm more warmer <laughs> than I come off. <laughs> and what you mean? You were so warm when, when I first met you. I, I think, I actually think men think I'm not as warm, <laughs> as more open. <laughs> so maybe that's, that's what it is. What else? This is so hard. I feel like I'm pretty much like an open book, but um, yeah, girl, that's all I got. <laughs> no, that was good. I feel like, okay, so for those who don't know, me and the lovely Jasmine met while in Dallas. Um, I was visiting my brothers, the twins, and we were out at the clubs. And you know me, I'm a good wing woman. Uh, I saw these beautiful sisters from across the way. And basically, I was just like, hey, uh, I'm here visiting my brothers and I, I hate dancing by myself. Do you want to come dance over with us? And just a little shimmy over here, shimmy over here. Here's my big brother, Aaron. Here's my big brother, Jan. <laughs> and we made, we had a great night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had a great night. We danced at that club. We went to another club after and we just, you know, tore the city down. <laughs> we really did. We really tore Dallas up. But I just, it's so funny to show just like we were talking about earlier that like, you never know how you're going to meet someone, but you never know how they're going to affect or change your life. Cause it's like through that interaction, we followed each other on Instagram and I just would constantly see all the amazing work that you were doing with just your spirituality and the events that you were putting on. And I just knew I had to have you come on my podcast. Cause I was just like, here's an individual who is going and living above the mean. She sees a cause. She's trying to help this cause and she's doing it through her passion. And that is so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you recognizing that and inviting me to, you know, speak with you on your podcast today. I've had a great time. I love your energy and oh. uh, I'm happy that we're both, you know, living above the mean and, and just following our passion. It's a beautiful thing when you do that. No, thank you. And thank you so much again for coming on. I had a great time. I know that you dropped some gems that people are really going to love and enjoy. Thank you so much. And uh, we shall reconnect soon. Yes, yes, we will. That's all for today's episode. I hope you took away some valuable tips and tricks on how to tap into your spirituality journey, but also gain better insight and in what it takes to put on an event like this and hopefully inspired you to do something similar in your own communities. I hope y'all enjoy this episode as much as I did. If you like the show, make sure to comment and subscribe and leave us a message on our latest Instagram. I'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions. You can find the links to all of Jasmine's handles as well as ours in the description below and in the show notes. I'll be uploading new episodes every Tuesday morning, so don't forget to follow our Instagram and YouTube. I'll be uploading highlight clips and bonus reels from the podcast. And as always, remember, don't settle for average. Rise above the mean and stand out.